you least expect it, the things you need will find you. I'm Brad Rose. Welcome to another episode of the Seltzer Salon. Today, I am super excited to have Greta Ruth on, who uh, she has a new album that just came out a little over a week ago called Holy Omen, and it is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. The more I listen to it, the more I want to listen to it, which to me is always the sign of a kind of great album. Um, it is... It, it's an album that is... It's I guess it's sort of ostensibly a folk album. I don't know. I... I hesitate to classify or put genres on things, but she is a, she is a singer songwriter. She's in Minneapolis, not, or she in St. Paul. See, I've already forgot. She's in the twin cities and I was so convinced she was in Chicago, but I think that is because her last time was on American dreams. So anyway, Greta Ruth, uh, Holy Omen. It is, I'm not going to get too much into the album because we talk about it, but it is, it's, an album that I also feel like I keep thinking about how just the tone of it and the, the sort of the spirit of it and, and, and just the way it makes me feel. It's an album I'm really going to want to listen to as we get deeper into autumn. It feels like a very autumnal album to me. I don't know. I don't know why. I think there's a sense of mystery to it. You know, she talks about exploring sacred signs and, you know, using those sacred signs to figure out that we're on the path it's meant for us. And um, just all of those things make me just like, there's a coziness to it. It's really wonderful. Um, I also think it's really cool that she released physical editions that are one is a handmade lyric book. If you go on her band camp, it just looks absolutely beautiful. And then also guitar string earrings. That's so cool. You know, I'm, I am such a sucker for that kind of thing. And I love seeing artists like really kind of push the boundaries and do different things, you know, especially as it gets so expensive to, you know, make vinyl and it's hard to sell CDs, even though I love CDs and, you know, tapes are always a good. You know, I just, I like to see things that are different. And so highly recommend Holy Omen. We recorded this on zoom a couple of weeks ago and it was a, it was a really wonderful conversation. Like I said, really wonderful album. Hope you all check it out. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Greta Ruth, who's a songwriter, musician from Chicago, right? Chicago? Um, Twin Cities. Twin Cities. Oh, why did I think you were in Chicago? Well, Twin Cities. Okay. <laughs> probably because you're, I think, the American Dreams thing. Yeah, that's probably why. Okay. So we'll just blame that. Um, anyway, how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. How about you? <laughs> It's going. It's going. I'm glad it's Friday. So as we record this. Um, <clears throat> so your new record is out soon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually on September 8th. Okay. So, and you've, one of the things I think has been cool is you've been releasing kind of singles or track like for the last year or so. I don't know. Has it been that long? Yeah, let's see. Um, I've had two singles 
come out from the album. Um, Holy Omen was the first one, so that's the title track. Mm-hmm. And then next was Kuss Your Hands, which is going to be the third song on the album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so one of the things that I, when you first sent me the record that I really liked, I, I love the quote in the description about explores sacred signs that were on the path that's meant for us. Like that felt very, I don't know. It resonated pretty really deeply with me. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, like where the sort of inspiration started and um yeah if you could just talk a little more about that yeah so that specific description um comes mostly from the title track song which then like the album as i was looking at like what is the common thread what are the common threads with the bigger picture here um it kind of emerged as that was the theme kind of tying everything together mm-hmm. uh, so for me what that was kind of coming from was really being in a time and place in my life where um nothing was really on track in a way that felt good um Mm -hmm. it was like relationship wise career wise just my internal personal um you know being at the time Mm -hmm. and so the idea of those signs that I ended up calling Holy Omen um, for like the title um, were, I like to think of them as like, not just good things. Sometimes mm. they were negative experiences that were like, okay, this is not a direction to keep. Pursuing. Right. And then sometimes they were positive experiences that were like, okay, that is a door that's opening or something that um, is going to be life giving rather than, Right. <laughs> pulling me downward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in short where that <laughs> Yeah. Not behind that. Sure, of course. No, I really like the um because I I do think that oftentimes when people think about those kind of things, they think about just like like the a positive sign, a po- like um so I really I really appreciate that you kind of like all of it is in there. I think that adds depth to the record too and just makes it feel like this really full picture yeah i kind of along those lines i struggled with the word omen because i was like okay omen sounds ominous right yes (laughs) right (laughs) and so i i think that that's very much in the record but it also has way more lightness than my last record and so the idea of like the holy omen is like okay it is at least something that's bringing you towards something better, even if it's mm-hmm. sometimes a darker moment. Yeah, no, I think that I, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, can you, can you think of a, a specific time when you experienced like one of these sort of sacred signs? Yeah. Let me, oh, <laughs> actually, um, my favorite one is actually very much in all of the symbolism. So it's definitely the one. Okay. Which is a, a positive one okay um after we like to keep things positive mostly here yeah. so that's good <laughs> <laughs> um but it's actually so as i was first getting to know and starting to date my now husband mm-hmm. uh we went for like a, a nature walk just by the 
Lake Creek where I had, I was living in Minneapolis at the time. And um, we saw two cardinals and this is actually like a common thing that I had never seen, but we saw two cardinals kiss. Oh, whoa. I've never seen that? No, I've never even heard of this. I've seen that cardinals do it. I, neither of us had ever seen them. And I'm like, we're like, did they just kiss? Like that's <laughs> Um, but you'll wow. see it. it's like something they do. It's, it is part of mating, but, um, I think it has more to do with like feeding each other or something that, okay. like, you know, kissing, but it looks exactly like a kiss. Wow. And that kind of, for whatever reason to me really felt like, okay, this is like us. It felt like it was me and my now husband mm-hmm. that moment, like a little representation of us. That's- and we both kind of like still think of that. Yeah. Um, and so that's actually the album art is kind of referencing that. I was going to say like there's the Cardinal on the cover. So that may, yeah. Yeah. So the, the Cardinal on the cover and I was intentionally trying to dress in the colors of like the female Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a little bit of the red, but more right. gray tan. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, I guess I oh, that's cool. think of that until you ask. And I was like, oh, that's probably the, the best one. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I, that's wonderful. Um, and I, you know, like the connection to the, yeah. I mean, that's as much of a connection to the album as you could get. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of other random ones, but that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this kind of along those lines. So like you also mentioned wonder like specifically as an element here is like a theme and and i and i definitely feel that in these songs and and to me like there's this sort of generous sense of discovery on the album and so i'm wondering like how for you like music and art basically like as a medium for you like to explore those things and those like feelings and kind of connect yourself to them yeah that's a great observation and question it's making me think in a couple of directions. Um, one that I think I'll start with that's like special for this album versus my mm-hmm. last one. Um, I think maybe because of the nature of the songs and the nature of them being a little more optimistic, made me kind of think like um, the more the merrier a little bit with yeah. accompaniment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think part of, what gives that feeling on this album even more so is um, the other musicians who kind of added mm-hmm. to it. Because for me, that was a kind of exciting thing to be like, I didn't write any of their parts for them. They Okay, that was going to be a question. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that was for me like a discovered thing of like, ooh, that's adding so much. Yeah, um, that's, that's such a good feeling too. Like, yeah, to be, oh, I love that. People get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that more if you're going to ask about it, but... As far as like when I'm writing them, um, I think I just really appreciate in music when you're like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. And so when I'm writing, I'm just constantly open to like that being where it goes, even though some of these songs for me follow a little more like verse, chorus, verse, chorus Mm -hmm. than I might have done in the past. Um, it just depends on the song, I guess. Right. Yeah. You kind of have to go where the song takes you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I, no, I think I, I, I really like that. Like it's something I've talked about a lot 
I don't know, in the last few years is like wonder and things like whimsy and joy and like those feelings and emotions and music feel so, they feel so important, especially not like my new favorite thing to say and people look at me funny is that like but like whimsy feels very punk rock in the year 2023 because it's and um and i so i i think there are even you know there is this sort of range of emotions and stuff on the album i think that those are kind of prevailing things that kept sticking with me of and and to me like that can be kind of a scary thing to like I don't know, be in that moment and share that. I don't, I, I'm wondering if like, if you, if there, you've experienced any of that or it's like, cause, cause there's almost like, there's also an earnestness to it. And I think earnestness can scare people. <laughs> um, and I don't know if there's really a question in there, but I, <laughs> I'm just curious what you think about that. Yeah. I definitely agree about whimsy. Yeah. Being kind of punk right now. Um, <laughs> And I definitely see myself going a little more in that direction too. Like I described it at a show this past year, I was like, my first album was really sad. This one's like a little more happy. And I think my third one's going to be really happy. So just <laughs> we're on a trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I see myself definitely doing more of that. Um, but yeah, earnestness, like, I don't know if you are referencing for like the audience or for the writer being scary, but it definitely can be scary for the writer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I always feel like on different things where I talk about it after I do it, I'm like, Oh gosh, people are going to yeah. get just, I don't know. I, I think it can. And I understand why it can make people uncomfortable because it's a very, I don't know, like raw and like visceral place to go. And it's just, being earnest again and like the way things are right now like it feels like we live in a time that is not very earnest and which to me is what makes it even more important to like and you can't be earnest all the time that would just be annoying but like (laughs) um but yeah so i i but i'm especially curious like from your standpoint like if that was kind of a scary place to go at times yeah it definitely can be a scary feeling um i mean so much of the process until um i guess until shows or until releases is so like you know so right so it's almost i still feel like i'm with this album since i haven't played i've only played two shows this calendar year so far oh, uh huh. um and so which is not normal for me but now it's <laughs> new normal but right uh, we'll see but anyway um so i still feel like i haven't like really felt that like yeah everybody knows that september 8th it's coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know i've released other things that were similarly personal yeah. so, do you find like that it's sort of is also it can be a sort of surprising way to like connect with people in a way that like you know maybe unexpected or in unexpected ways yeah and i think that's one of the most fun things when that does happen mm-hmm. uh, not not even just fun but like meaningful yeah um like i had someone i've been like doing little teasers for each song on my mm-hmm. instagram of like 
um, a little bit of like lyrics and then like a little bit mm-hmm. about the themes of the song kind of. And I had someone reach out to me just yesterday being like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, where can I hear the song? I'm trying oh, to find it. I can't hear it. And so to just have, you know, someone, that's someone I went to high school with who I'm not. Right. Oh gosh. To have that happen and be like, oh, okay. So she hasn't even heard the song, but she's already connecting with the, the wonderful that I put out there. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the coolest moments. Yeah. Those are the things that, you know, I mean, cause none of us do this for money or fame. Cause there is, no. <laughs> it's like, that's the fuel, you know, like one of the things that really, I mean, the main fuel is like, I don't have a choice. I got to do this, but like <laughs> those things just feel so good. Uh, yeah. uh, so what were some of your biggest challenges like making this record? Um, gosh, one comes, one that comes to mind is patience. <laughs> Because we recorded my guitar and voice right before I found out I was pregnant. Oh, wow. And then um, basically like almost two years of like not doing anything. Because when I was pregnant, we did get to doing some of the doubling. Like we doubled my guitar, Mm -hmm. doubled my voice, and did the harmonies. But it was just like the slowest moving thing for so long, um, which I think ends up being a lot of people's experience making records when you're not, you know, a full time right artist um, in that sense of like you don't have other jobs and things. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's relatable, even if it's not. Oh, it can be hard. I know. I'm. Yeah. I'm very impatient. So I. Yeah. I, <laughs> when I when I start a song, it's like okay, I want this song to be done. I want to. When I'm ready, and well, the world doesn't. He's like, I want to do the next one. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, okay, this one. I'm I'm done with this one. I've already re- <laughs> like yeah. we started it. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, um, patience. <laughs> yeah, patience. Well, um, having having kids will do all sorts of things for your patience. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um what were so on the uh, sort of on the flip side? What were some of the things that really surprised you? Um. Yeah. We can talk about your collaborators here if you want to. It's kind of the next question, but it's all I feel like probably tied together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it surprised me. Um, well, one thing that was a pleasant surprise was like who uh, wanted to be involved mm. um, because I didn't like, you know, go out looking for, I gotta have this, I gotta have that. Exactly. Um, I had been kind of doing a couple of shows with Brandon Waz, the Yankees, the saxophone player who was on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had met and he came to one of my shows and he had just um, been really supportive and offered, you know, if you ever need saxophone on something, let me know. And so that was really exciting because yeah. someone I had listened to like growing up. Oh, wow. Twin Cities going to see like whether it was like Atlantis Quartet or Dave King Traffic Company. Uh-huh. Um, I would go to like all kinds of local jazz shows, but I definitely like knew who he was and stuff. So that was very fun for me. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> we added, so he did, as you have heard, he did three songs. Um, and he had done some, he had done them with me live. Um, but then we just let him come in, come over to our house and just do, you know, multiple takes and, kind of get in the zone and then we kind of 
went from there as mm-hmm. well as like putting it into the song. Um, so that was definitely fun. Like I was mentioning, I didn't, I didn't even really tell them anything specific. That's awesome. Something like that just has, you know, <laughs> all the time. So <laughs> yeah, I always feel like in those situations, like, what am I going to tell you? I don't yeah. like you know you know so much more than I ever could know about playing saxophone and what yeah. you know you can do on this. So, um, and then the strings were also really an exciting one. Andrew Broder reached out to me and um, just said, like, you know, if you're ever looking for whatever he does so many things he was really uh-huh. <laughs> oh maybe you could arrange some string parts because honestly my favorite instruments other than guitar and piano are uh saxophone and cello and oh well there you go yeah so to have the opportunity to have them both was very fun um but yeah he arranged those parts and that was like last summer that he even did that oh my gosh yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's a long deal. Yeah, and, but then once it's arranged, you know, he sent like the MIDI, and so we had to have um, my friend Cecilia did the actual cello, and her fiance and friend filled in the higher parts on violin. Um, nice. So again, that took time because she's a busy musician as well, and <laughs> balancing all these elements at that point. Yeah, it's like at that point, you feels like you're like a project manager more than you're <laughs> like an artist making an album. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's an important skill to have. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like the string arrangements on. I think they're. I'm just like cello is one of my absolute favorite instruments. I always wish I knew how to play any sort of stringed instrument other than a guitar, but <laughs> that's life. Um. Before we go, is um, I, so the album's out on September eighth. Is it? And you're self releasing it, right? Or is it on? Okay. And is it on? What formats? I don't know that that matters. <laughs> I mean, people, it probably matters to you, but I like that. Yeah. That sounded bad. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know that it matters either, which is why I actually, um, since I'm. Since I am self-releasing it, I was looking at all the pricing and I was like, you know yeah. what? Let's just do it. I of course I want vinyl. Sure. Re-release, but um I'm just doing it on streaming and then nice. doing a few like merch options that are gonna be at the release show as like the main mm-hmm. that they're available. Um, but they'll be online as well if I make enough. But I'm doing um handmade lyric booklets kind of like a chapbook oh cool yeah with like a, a stamp that i designed and uh, other designs that i made and then i'm like sewing them so they'll be oh my like, gosh feeling. yeah um and then i i made jewelry out of guitar strings so i made special ones for the album oh that's awesome and then the last thing oh the last thing i'm just doing like stamped download cards so um everyone who's going to come to the show gets like the download of the album. Nice. I'm like, I'm so into those kind of things like a chapbook or God, the jewelry that you buy that. And that's the physical object and you get a digital version of that. I'm, that is like my favorite kind of release these days. I don't know how other people feel about it. Cause I've done it. We've done a couple 
like chat books and um I'm trying to think if I did something that was not a chat book. I didn't anyway. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are confused by it, but the people who are into it are like really into it. Right. So and yours has like the lyric book that has like a much more direct connection to um the thing, the album. So I think that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Um <laughs> One last thing, and this is not necessarily with the album. I'm just curious because this is like, so you are a mom now. I'm just curious, like how that has changed or expanded sort of your creative practice, especially like, like obviously you have less time and you're more tired because that's <laughs> I know that feeling. But I'm curious, like unexpected ways. Like I always love hearing people's stories. Oh yeah, I feel like there's so much play on that. <laughs> A few things that come to mind. Um, well, as far as like the songs getting more musical and happier, definitely relates back to him being so fun and cute. And nice. <laughs> I already have like at least two songs, three songs that are somewhat about him, if not totally about him. That'll be on like the third album. Awesome. But in like just more basic ways, I'm constantly making up songs like mm. for him to just sing to him or like with his name in it or these aren't like songs i would like release right my music but i uh, yep <laughs> the other day my husband and i were like how do we get him to like understand patience like he can't you know like it's not developmentally Thing. And I was like, you know what we have to do is just make up a waiting song and we sing it whenever we're supposed to wait. And so then I just instantly made up a little waiting song and it's now it's a, it's a classic in our house. And yeah. Oh, I love that. I think yeah. spontaneous creativity is just you like have to do it. You know? Yeah. I always, yeah. I feel like that because that was, I totally relate to that. The One of the big classics in our ha house was a song called Pants, but sang to the melody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. So, <laughs> so um, I still kind of want to record that one and like just put it out there. But anyway, but yeah, like I feel like this, like having that spontaneous cre creativity that always happens and it's, you never know when it's going to happen. Like it made my actual creative practice like fuller or something like it just it added so much to it in ways i never expected yeah and you have less time but i feel like when you have the time you're like like right ready to go <laughs> yes totally i yeah i always love hearing about people's experiences like i said my daughter's 10 and yeah. so we're like in a whole other world but it's still i it's it's influence has been so profound and mostly in the best ways so I like talking to people about it. Well, cool. Well, that's all I got. I don't know if there's anything we missed that. I guess I'll just say, I don't know if anyone listening will be able to go to the show, but it is on the 9th, September 9th um, at Ham Hamlin Church United Methodist in St. Paul. Okay. I don't know if this will be out before that date, but I will like share on social media at the very least for people who are in Minnesota. Um, and I'll mention it on the daily podcast too. I'm going to find my notebook and write that down. Cause I'll forget, but <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. This is great. I'm like I said, I really love the record. I'm excited. It's coming out and everybody needs to hear it. <laughs> I really appreciate your time and the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, once again, thank you to Greta Ruth for taking the time to just sit and talk to me and be so open and thoughtful and all of those things. Uh, it, I, I hope hearing her talk about the album um, and the collaborators on it, I think that's another important thing is that because it adds just, it really builds out the sound world and like adds even like her songs are very full of life and full of there's like even some whimsy and mystery and all those things. But I think that the, so like the string arrangements and different things really heighten that. And, uh, it just, it adds so much. So Holy Omen, it is out now link to her band camp in the show notes. Thank you all for listening as ever. You can find me on, all manner of social media. You can send me an email. Love for you to join the Foxy Digitalis Patreon, patreon.com slash Foxy Digitalis. There is so much cool extra stuff over there and more coming. Um, I, I did already premiere the new Foxy Digitalis podcast, which is what's replacing the daily and it's happening every week or so. Uh, I did premiere that over there last week and just a number of things and it's a fun thing. And I'm just, you know, I don't know. Sports cause enough about me. Go by Holy Owen, and until next time, take care of yourself. Talk to you soon.